Episode 84, the Quick Tip Workflow Show. Today is a behind the scenes episode as I reveal my exact workflow for making the daily quick tip tutorial videos. And you are listening to episode number 84 of Mike Murphy Unplugged. Learn, create, move forward. I am your host, Mike Murphy. I'm a one-man band. I'm a technology junkie. I love helping people figure things out. And I am really excited to be here with you today. The goal of Mike Murphy Unplugged, it's to help you learn what you need to know in order to create online content so you can move forward in business and in life. In today's episode number 84, I give you a behind the scenes view of my workflow and process for making daily quick tip tutorial videos for Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and more, and the tools that I use. The purpose of today's show and future shows that I have planned on the topic of video is to inspire you and give you ideas on how to start making videos to promote your business and brand. And to clarify exactly what I'm talking about when I say quick tip tutorial videos, in case you're not sure, every day for the past couple of months, I've created a one minute or less screencast video with a tip about podcasting, tech, or content creation and share online to various social media channels. And the reason they are one minute or less is because that is the time limit of videos on Instagram. And let me tell you, 60 seconds is not a lot of time to make a tutorial, but I do love the challenge. And for a first-hand look, head on over to Instagram and follow me, at Mike Unplugged. Thanks. Quick note, I might sound like a broken record, but all technology trends indicate video is the future of online content. And most people are going to be viewing your content on mobile devices. So you need to know how to prepare video for multiple platforms. There is no one size fits all. What looks good on Instagram is not going to look so good on YouTube. So in today's show and future shows about video, my goal is to simplify and share tips and tricks to make creating and editing video just a little bit easier or clearer for you. The way I plan on doing that is with every other topic on this podcast. It's to break it down how I do it, which is not the only way, but it should help you get started making videos to promote your business, podcast, and personal brand. It's important. Many of the steps I'm going to be covering with these quick tips apply to all video types. So you should be able to pick up useful tidbits throughout to start to get a better handle on all the terminology associated with video. For today's episode number 84, I've broken down my quick tip workflow as follows. Number one, coming up with topics or ideas to teach. Two, the screencasting software that I use to record and edit videos with. Three, exporting and preparing videos for multiple channels. And four, sharing online. So let's get into my daily workflow for the quick tip tutorial videos that I make for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and medium.com. Wow, that's a lot of channels for a one minute tip. Hint, that's a tip. So side note, I make these tutorials with speed in mind. I try to have a finished product within an hour if possible. And like everything I do, the more I do and practice, the better and faster I become. No different with these videos. So topics. I try to come up with topics that are useful and help people, but are simple enough to be covered in the one minute time limit that Instagram gives us for videos. Less is more. I have a whiteboard in my bedroom studio that has an ongoing list of teaching topics. And I also have lists of tutorial ideas scattered about in many of my online tools, such as Trello and Workflowy. But I'm gonna tell you, 99% of the videos that I make for these quick tips pop up in my head as I'm working on something for my business or that I'm working on on my iPhone and discover something teachable. 
with everything I create, my goal is just to stay relevant and to produce content that I think is gonna help people on their journey of building a business or brand or to make better online content. If making tutorials or educational videos is something you're interested in but you're not sure what to teach, questions you get asked on a regular basis make awesome tutorials. Check your emails and direct messages as they're probably filled with potential topics to talk about. Another invaluable source of tutorials is reading questions and comments on social media and see what people are stuck in. Or if you're really stuck, use Twitter, Advanced Search, or Reddit, or Quora, and just see what people are talking about. You will have endless topics. Okay, let's move on to my process against my own device. I do not use a script for these quick tips because they are mostly on topics that I know inside and out. I actually write out an outline in the notes app on my Mac after I make the tutorial. I text that to myself to be used as the description on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, etc. Okay, so once I settle on a topic that I wanna teach about for the day, what is my next step? Well, that is recording and editing. I use screencasting software to record the screen of my computer and iOS devices such as my iPhone or iPad and record myself sometimes using a Logitech C930 high definition webcam. Screencasting software is kind of like magic. You can record your screen, your iPhone, yourself on a webcam and the audio from your good microphone all at the same time. So Camtasia for Mac is the screencasting tool that I use the most. It does have some issues though with iOS devices, so I often have to use ScreenFlow 6 or QuickTime, which is free and comes on all your Macs, FYI. So there are endless debates about which is better, Camtasia or ScreenFlow. They're kind of the two big screencasting softwares that you're gonna run into. And here's my quick assessment. Camtasia is much more user-friendly. The effects in the user interface are simple and I love using it but it does have issues recording the iOS devices currently. And there's a few other technical bugs, which is the reason why I have to end up using ScreenFlow as well. Now I started making tutorials with ScreenFlow and I think ScreenFlow 6 has a technical edge on Camtasia in terms of stability and quality of video, but I find the user interface cumbersome and outdated and I really don't enjoy using it as an editor. I wish I could marry the two. If anyone is looking to develop the perfect screencasting tool, I'm in. Okay, I wish I didn't need to, but I often record my iPhone or iPad and my webcam in ScreenFlow. When I'm done recording in ScreenFlow, I then export the file from ScreenFlow using a file format called Apple Lossless. This retains the highest quality, and then I will take that file, import it into Camtasia, and that's where I do all the editing with ease and speed. I can zoom and pan and add text and annotations just a whole lot easier than I can in ScreenFlow. At least that's for me. Both ScreenFlow and Camtasia are $99, but if you are on a Mac, QuickTime will do basically the exact same thing. You will just need to edit in iMovie or something similar, okay? So a free solution on your Mac, QuickTime and iMovie. Moving on, editing. For the daily quick tip videos, I use the latest version of Camtasia, as I noted, to edit and spruce up the quick tips. And my process is lightning fast. I use as much of the graphics and artwork from previous videos. I make up the thumbnails in Photoshop using the same template. I just change out the text and the colors a little bit. My editing process is pretty simple since the video is only one minute long, but here is something that you might not have considered. Many people watch videos today on social media without sound as they scan their Facebook or Instagram feeds. So keep that in mind. It's tricky. For me, I zoom in on areas and I add arrows or highlight text and try to explain the tip as if there was no sound. 
I used to add captions and probably should. I don't always do it because I don't really like the way it looks sometimes on such a small video, but I do think captions are going to become necessary as time goes on. Start to look at videos in your social media feeds. You will see a lot of them have text bars so you can watch them without sound. Keep this in mind is all, and I can tell you that designing tutorials for no sound, it's gonna make you a better teacher and communicator. It's harder than you think. Okay, so after editing, it's on to exporting and formatting. This is usually the tricky and frustrating part for most people when getting started with video. There is no easy button or one size fits all when sizing videos, photos, or graphics for the web. The good news is though that many of the modern video editors today have built-in presets for popular destinations like YouTube, and I suggest starting there with the presets when in doubt. Then look at the settings and try to learn by deconstructing that preset. It helps a lot. So I think it would be really confusing if I listed all the correct dimensions of each video size for all the channels that you need. So I'm gonna give a very surface view today. I'll leave more specifics in the show notes at mikemurphy.co forward slash EP84. Okay, so the most common size video you will make for all purpose use is 1920 by 1080p. This is horizontal or wide. You may hear this called 1080p or HD or 169, 16:9. That's just the aspect ratio. I upload 1920 by 1080p videos to YouTube. This is a horizontal video. This video will work on Instagram, but it is not ideal as it doesn't fill up the whole space. It's gonna look kind of small and skinny. Instagram loves the square. So I upload a square video or a one to one aspect ratio. And the size that I upload is 1080p by 1080p. The P stands for pixels, and the higher the pixel count, the higher the resolution. So for my quick tip videos, I have to create two versions of the same video. So here's how I do that. First, a recording tip. Always record your original version in the highest resolution possible. So then you can scale and resize that video later without any quality loss. So the higher the resolution, the more room you have to scale up or down. So in Camtasia, I create a square canvas of 1080 by 1080p, the same thing we talked about, and I edit that video exactly how I want to post it to Instagram. So I will do everything in Camtasia, then I export the video as an MP4 file. MP4 is a very standard for video, MP3 being audio. I then make a duplicate of the original Camtasia project that just made that square video, and I will resize the canvas in Camtasia to 1920 by 1080p, the wide format. And all I need to do is just tweak and scale all the graphics and the footage to fit that new size. It takes a little finagling, but I can do this usually in five to 10 minutes. All the graphics, all the zooms and pans are already there. I just have to make sure that they line up with the new size. I will then export that wide video, 1920 by 1080p as another mp4 file that I will then upload to YouTube, okay? So now I have a square and a horizontal video which covers all my basis, for the most part. <laughs> for what it's worth, a recent study by social media expert Buffer revealed that square videos get more clicks than horizontal videos on both Instagram and Facebook. Interesting. So let's do a quick recap before I get into the last step because I know I've been talking a lot of geek speak here and I just wanna make sure that we're all on the same page. So number one, decide on a topic. I then use Camtasia and ScreenFlow to record my screen of my computer, my iPhone and my webcam when necessary. I edit the footage in Camtasia. I add zooms and pans and text and doodads to make the topic I'm teaching around easier to understand. 
I then export the video as a square with a size of 1080 pixels by 1080 pixels, also called one-to-one -one aspect ratio. I do a save as in Camtasia so I can make an exact duplicate. And then I'm gonna resize that canvas to 1920 by 1080p, also referred to as 16 by nine or 1080p. I adjust the graphics and I scale all the effects I did in the square version to look good on the wide 1080p version. And then I export that version, which will be uploaded to YouTube. Are we good? Same page? Okay, so let's go to the final part of the process and that is sharing the videos online. Step number one, to make sharing online easy, be sure to be really organized with your files and folders, which can be really challenging when we work with videos because you often use audio and graphics and you have footage from different sources and you have different versions. So I organize every tutorial in one master folder. I create subfolders for each type of asset or file. And I always have one folder called renders. And this is where all of the final videos go and I put the size in the title so I know where to put them on the web. So step number two, I send the square video to my iPhone via AirDrop so I can upload to Instagram. AirDrop is a great Mac tool. It makes transferring large files easy. It doesn't compress the video like texting would so there's no quality loss. You can also use Dropbox as a good solution to get the videos on your iPhone to ensure the highest quality. As previously mentioned, I write an outline in the Notes app on my Mac. I will send that tutorial description to myself via text message and then I will copy and paste in Instagram as I post the video. And I have a shortcut key for hashtags that I will add in Instagram. While uploading to Instagram, I choose the option to share to Facebook and Twitter. And then I go to Facebook and I clean up my text and fine tune it for Facebook. Step number three, I upload the 1920 by 1080p wide video to YouTube and publish the video with descriptions and all that. I will then copy the embed link that YouTube gives me. I will go to medium.com where I'll write up a how-to article and I will embed the video right there in the article. I do not post to Medium every day, but I do as often as I can. So now my quick tip video is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Medium. And the next day, I do it all over again. Pretty easy for a 60 second video, don't you think? So I think that's a good place to wrap up. I hope your head is not spinning from all the pixel talk and aspect ratio and that you picked up on some useful information to help you with your video production. So today was all about my process for making my one minute quick tip videos, but many of the steps and techniques, they transfer over to the other video work I do in After Effects and Premiere Pro. So it's all about building up your video toolbox. Shooting video with your iPhone is probably the best way to get into video, but you still need to do something with the footage. So jump right in and start, as in a couple of years, you're gonna be really glad you did. So the Cliff Notes wrap up version of the behind the scenes process of the Mike Murphy quick tip videos are as follows. One, settle on a topic around podcasting and content creation that is relevant and can be taught in 60 seconds or less. Two, use screencasting software to record my computer, iOS devices, and webcam. Three, edit the video in Camtasia and add zooms and pans and annotations and the polish. Four, export video as a square video at 1080 pixels by 1080 pixels. Five, create a duplicate copy and resize to wide or horizontal format of 1920 by 1080p and export that for YouTube. Send a square video to my iPhone via AirDrop to upload to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and then upload the wide version right from my computer to YouTube, which I will then take the embed link and write a story on Medium. Phew. All can be found at mikemurphy.co 
forward slash EP84. And while you are there, I'll leave links to my Instagram and YouTube. So please follow if you want to keep up on daily tips. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. And for that, I thank you. If you have not already done so, please go to mikemurphy.co forward slash newsletter and sign up for my mailing list. I thank you for joining me today. I really hope you join my one man band and together we can learn, create and move forward. Cheers. Cheers.